Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? I have, Sam, in my left hand, hmm. the 2022 Ripley's, uh, believe it or not, book. It says on the front, It's it's got a very hmm. shiny silver cover this year. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can almost see your face in it. But it says uh, on the front, there's a. Actually, I mean, they've made no fucking effort whatsoever with this cover design. I feel it, it's a lazy cover, yeah. I think there's pathetic. been better covers. <laughs> it's pathetic. There's um, a 3D cube on the front, which doesn't mm. particularly look as if it's. Um, the dimensions are correct. It's, it's a shit show. Um, it's been drawn badly. I mean, what I would say is a cover of anything needs to give you a strong flavour of what the promise is inside, right? Please believe it or not, the whole reason we especially focus on this each in the build-up to each Christmas Mm -hmm. is because it is a book that, at least theoretically, has the most amazing fucking things in the world inside of it right well, yeah so the- why wouldn't we study this book and deep dive it every year and each year they research new fucking fantastical extraordinary things that have taken place on you on on uh, planet earth yeah and so you know the, the benchmark's really fucking high believe it or not is the title you know and yet and yet the cover isn't really delivering on that, is it? Because, it, first of all, it, it looks like it's like made in the 80s because I suppose there's a, a slight Rubik's Cube vibe to the yeah. badly drawn cube they've got. And the mirrored effect is something that... I mean, when we were kids, this this sort of shit people will try to impress you with. And we would be impressed this. because it yeah, was shiny. Definitely. It mm. was almost holographic. Yeah, I mean, things that were... That was as close as we had to, like... I don't know, uh, virtual reality, wasn't it, back in our day? Yeah. Like, whoa, look, if you tilt it a certain way, it it looks slightly 3D. But this is 2021, Ripley's. You know, if you you want us to believe that inside your... the the covers of this book are the most extraordinary things in the world, give us a little bit more effort on the fucking front. And it's it's kind of flying in the face of its own uh, mission statement because it says, Ripley's, believe it or not, and then on the cube... It then says, all true. Um, yeah. Well, you're taking away the option for us to believe it or not if you're telling us it's all true on the front. Where's the, all where's the jeopardy weird. for us? 
all weird well, and all wild. Well, we'll, we'll be the judges of that. Going from last year's, it, it wasn't all weird, but um, and some of it's weird but not wild. Some of it wasn't weird enough last year for us, but we'll, I mean, we'll, wild. We'll do our best. Do you remember Girls Gone Wild, which was obviously a sort of a toxic uh, brand from a different era? But Girls Gone that? Wild was. Oh, it was very popular in the early noughties and it was sort of before the internet, certainly video on the internet had taken off. Right. And they were simply DVDs and it was, people would go around to, it was American and bros, bro type people, you know the sort, in backwards baseball caps and the rest of it. Yeah. They would turn up at spring break right which are the big parties that the people have in america and they would just go up to drunk girls and tell them to pull up their top and then they would do a compilation Mm -hmm. of these um boob exposures and sell them on dvd girls gone wild and it was a, a huge it was a phenomenon is that wild lifting your top up is that is that wild? in those days it was yeah christ did, did, did these bros get all of the girls in question to sign release forms for these DVDs? Well, they must have done. They must have done. I mean, it was America. <laughs> you if you hadn't done that, there would be a lot of legal cases. But I don't know if a release form counts is if, if you've <laughs> drunk out your mind when you sign it. Fucking hell. There's a lot to think about Di- there. Maybe that's a separate deep dive. <laughs> Di- different times, mate. Different times. But different, a by, separate by deep the dive way, would be... This, this is se- like... An, yeah, go on. I was going to say, a separate deep dive would be not the Girls Gone Wild DVDs, but the legal ramifications and yeah, logistics yeah, yeah. behind it. The legal story. <laughs> Mate, that sounds like a podcast series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all true, all, wild, all weird, all wild. But then on the back, there's some quite tempting little snippets of what's inside. It says, scientists build sweaty robot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, thank me, God scientists have finally stepped up to the plate and created something useful for a change. Sweaty robots, what the world's been waiting for. And it says, diamonds fall from the sky. That sounds good. Uh, snail wears suit of armour. Uh, mm. I thought all snails wore suits of armour. I thought that's exactly. what the shells were. And three-year-old climbs mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favourite. That That's worth it. That's worth the £20 alone. And uh, <laughs> and I'll tell you, it is twenty pounds. They're very firm about that because I, I don't <laughs> quite understand how retail price for books work. Because there's always a price, isn't there? On yeah, that, that's printed somewhere on the cover or the inside cover. Yeah. But then I always think, yeah, but it's down to the bookshop, isn't it? it I suppose is, the yeah. bookshop can put a sticker on it and say we've discounted this. Yeah, right? I think the twenty quid's the RRP. You know what? It pays twenty quid for a Ripley's. They're always cheaper. Wherever Ripley's you get are really firm about it, though. On the back, it says on you. Scientists build sweaty robots. They wear suit of armour. But then in the same font and the same size as part of this list of incredible things, it just says, 20 quid. <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, exactly. That's like a believe it or not fact. 20 quid for this shite. <laughs> I'm already not believing it because I paid 8 quid. It's you must be mad. Where did you get yours from, mate? Sainsbury's. I was just doing a bit of shopping and I saw it and I thought, yes, there it is. Reminds now, me, it's th- that time of year again. A quick confession and a quick piece of information. Yes. Right. Uh, the confession is I bought mine off of Amazon. Okay. Despite the fact that I have made a pledge, not for the first time and probably not for the last, 
to try and stop using Amazon. Okay. Uh, but and yet, because I was in a hurry, I thought, oh, I'll just fucking get this on Amazon. I think I was walking down the street, remembered mm-hmm. I needed to buy it, did it on my phone. It'll be by 10pm. One of the things that has like sort of strengthened my resolve, because I'm sure you and I have had this discussion many times mm. about Amazon, um, and you you always make it, because we know a lot of the sins of it, but, you know, I, I, th- I think your point is quite powerful, actually, is the sense of entitlement that we Amazon users have (laughs) to get things very quickly, which is, I mean, I'll admit that is a big trait of mine that I've been working on a lot, that kind of like, I want it. I want it fucking up. What? Why is it taking an extra day? That's outrageous. (laughs) I'm going to complain. Right. That I am like that sometimes, not all the time, but I am sometimes like that. And, uh, you know, we know that Amazon doesn't pay enough tax. We know it's not environmental. Uh, we know Jeff Bezos is spending all his fucking ill-gotten gains on going to space. We know plenty of things, right, that are bad. We know the workers' rights situation is poor. But here's a new thing that you might know I didn't. My brother told me this at the weekend. He, he said that um, apparently if you return anything to Amazon, which I don't regularly do, but my mum loves getting things off Amazon and returning them, especially since she found a new system where you can drop it off in a locker somewhere. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. She finds that tremendous fun. In fact, she That's finds exciting. the process so exciting because I think she thinks it feels like something out of a John le Carre novel. Do you know what I mean? It's like spy shit. Yeah. That I'm pretty sure she's buying things that she knows full well she intends it's to return. So she can use the locker. Because <laughs> she likes, it gives her something to do. You know, she's retired. She's you know, it's like it's quite it can be quite boring being old, I think. And so I think it gives her something still I'll I'll buy that on the Monday and mm. then on the Wednesday I'll build a day around going up the high street Go to the, to the locker and <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It sort of gives you gives you a day to fill. I think something to fill a day. But it turns out, right, anything you return to Amazon this is an allegation, I don't want to get sued, but I mean if you do some digging you'll soon find out, right? Yeah. They fucking, they just chuck it away. Yeah, I've heard Because that. the yeah. process of resetting it, that, it goes into fucking landfill, mate. Yeah, I've heard landfill. that. Landfill. Uh, oh, I don't that. want this Ripley's anymore because I got it and then I realised, no, I, I, don't, I don't like it anymore. I'm going to send it back. Goes back to Bezos. He goes, chuck it in the fucking pit. In the pit it goes. <laughs> yeah, Amazon pit. Makes no odds to me. I've got yeah. plenty of fucking money. I don't fuck it. What? We're going to fucking clean that up and resell it. It's not worth the fucking hassle. Chuck it in the pit. Ship <laughs> it to China. and ch- We've run out of f- fucking space in the pit. We'll chuck it under the boat to China and they'll chuck it in their pit then. What do you think I'm going up the fucking moon for? I'm trying to get a bigger pit, aren't I? We're going to get some pit rockets. Put all the shit in the pit rockets, take it up the moon, dump it on the fucking moon. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Fucking great. I cannot be bothered with the fucking uh, yeah. headache yeah. of these fucking sendbacks, right? It's just not... <laughs> for, it's a fucking headache. It's not worth it. Get it in a pit, whether it's in China, whether it's here, whether it's on the moon. I don't fucking care. I just don't want to see it. Mr. I've had Bezos. fucking 20 copies of Ripley's Believe It or Not sent back to me this week alone. Mr. Bezos, we, we, we describe them as customer returns. No, I call them sendbacks. That's the word I'm using for them. <laughs> the fucking setbacks. It's the worst bit of this job. I've, I mean, once something said, as far as I was so good, it's out of my fucking warehouse. Clear a bit of space. Gone. Don't got to think about it anymore. 
Next thing you know, ring, ring, fucking send back. Where am I supposed to put this? Get it in the fucking moon. <laughs> I think um, they also dump stuff that hasn't even been sold in the first place. It's really? not just send backs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw this a while Sometimes ago. I just chop new stuff. <laughs> Why the not? Stu- uh, there's just stuff I'm sick of. I can't shift it. I put it in I'm the pit. S- sick of the sight of it. Stick it in a fucking pit. Just taking up fucking space. Space costs money. Chuck it in the pit. You know that you know that big star in the sky that's sometimes like opposite the moon? Apparently that's Jupiter. Now if I can get to the moon, surely I can get to Jupiter, like Leapfrog. And then I'll get a pit on Jupiter as well. I'm thinking, right, I've been looking at that and I've been thinking to myself, I reckon I could get up there, right? I mean, the rocket I've got's good, but all we need to do is build a bigger one. Well, it can carry more fuel, you know, get, like a three-litre engine sort of thing. Get a good tailwind on a good day. And get a Jupiter. <laughs> a rocket full of Ripley's. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what I what I will say is that it, for books, uk.bookshop.org is the place to go. Right. It is a like it's a an association of all the independent bookshops around mm-hmm. the country which obviously are things we should be supporting anyway right yeah because they support the publishing industry to a far greater extent than amazon do yeah do you know what i mean amazon are, are just rinsing out the publishing industry um so bookshop.org go on there the deliveries are pretty quick um you know not they're not they, you get it in a day most books um, the prices are good. You can also set up your own reading list on there, which people right, can okay. also like. So if you, Andy, thought, what am I going to get Sam for Christmas? You'd think, oh, I'll go on his bookshop.org list. And yeah. I, I actually don't have one. I'm just talking theoretically. I do have one for the reset with all the books of the different authors that have been on, right. which is a good resource, okay. right? And you can just you know set up your own list on there of books that you like or books that you want. Right. Anyway, bookshop.org is really good. A really now. good. Uh, try try and get your things up there. The only problem is, is that I tend to download a lot of books onto my iPad because I read at night in bed, and yeah. sometimes my wife likes to switch the light off. And, and is that Kindle or is that through this bookshop.org thing as well? I don't. I, I I admit I don't really know what the situation is on bookshop.org with regards to yeah, Kindle books, I, digital I, books. I, I, I'm a Kindle. Kindle user, unfortunately. Well, here's a suggestion then, especially of a, to a man of your means, very mm. much Sunderland's answer to Bezos, but yeah, I like yeah. to think a more yeah. ethical and kind-hearted Bezos. You could, to support the book industry, when you whenever you download a Kindle from Amazon, also go on bookshop.org and buy the same book, but in hardback or paperback. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> and then when it arrives at your house, <laughs> stick it in a pit. The Dawson <laughs> pit. A pit. Yeah, I could do. If you need a do. pit yeah. digging, mate, I then um, <laughs> I'd happily do that for free for you. I'd come around with fu- Len with a couple of dessert spoons and we'd dig, dig you a, a pit. pit. A book pit. <laughs> I don't even fucking read off the books I buy, man. I buy like about 10 a month and I read one. It's unsustainable. I'm just. Pl- I'm well, yeah, that's because you're getting them on Kindle, so you forget they're there. Whereas if you bought yeah. hard copies, they'd be fucking staring you in the face. You think, I better get them read. But I'd be looking at the two minute to choose from. Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm feathering my nest. I'm are you feathering. saying you prefer not to see them? 
I don't want to see them because they just stress yeah. me out. It's better if they're just I'll, stuck on my Kindle. I like the idea that they're there, but I don't want to read them or see them ever. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm feathering my own intellectual nest for retirement. I yeah. get that. My me, me plan is that I'll just read the shit out of everything when I retire. But um, that'll not happen. I'll be fucking ordering stuff from Amazon. They take it back to the, the dumping machine. Too, in your fucking, you'll have your own personal pit by then. That's the way that the world's going. There'll be a top one, the top zero point zero one percent, and they'll all have pits. You'll yeah. be in it, right? And they'll all have their own private pits where they chuck all their shit in, and also probably the bodies of their underlings and workers yeah. who they know who have died from exhaustion and poverty. <laughs> and they go stick it in the pit, and you've just got your private pit. And the richest cunt of all of them will be the man digging the pits for all of these trillionaires. Yeah. And hopefully that man will be me. Fucking hell. No, I'll take... I'll, what I'll do is I'll buy stuff from Amazon and I'll take it back to the uh, to the locker. It'll, it'll oh. fill, me, fill me days in, like your mum. My fucking mum going on about this locker. It's like one of the best things that's happened to her in years. I, I mean, mean she, if, yeah. If there's, if there's like a nice kind of um, coffee house or whatever nearby... You can make a day of it, can't you? Or the garden centre nearby. Dump something in the locker. Oh, go to the garden centre. I've been have meaning a to tell you, I have discovered a sensational garden centre. Oh. That enamoured me to such an extent that, like, my wife took me there. <laughs> like, confused, I went. I'm going to take I'm you going to, to the garden centre. Would you like to come? And I was like, does it have a cafe area? And she's like, oh, of yeah. It does. And I'm like, I'll fucking clear the day. I'm coming. <laughs> Well, we went there. It's in Surrey, so it's a nice little drive. Oh, yeah. oh you're school. fucking full middle-aged now. Well done. Oh, it was a lovely little drive unlocked. into Surrey, right? <laughs> and we got in this garden centre. It was like the TARDIS. It was one of them. Like We drove into a place that looked like a tiny village, and I thought, what kind of a garden centre can a place like this have? Wow. This is no more than a trifling hamlet. And yeah. then we, we took a little turn into a car park area, and then it was just sprawled for ages, this garden centre. But the cafe was out of this world. Do you know they had fresh, big donuts that were about three size, three times the size of the donuts you would get in a normal high street Jesus. Greg's. Jesus. Is that the two? Not much ring donuts, donuts jam donuts. Like full right? fat donuts, yeah. Three flavours chocolate, yeah. custard, Ooh. and jam. Whoa. That then they had like all sorts much. of other treats. It it's lovely. I'm actually planning. And now I looked around at different people in there and I was just saying to my wife, I was saying, this is, I'm ready for this. I'm yeah, ready yeah. for us to this, spend this. a lot of our time in yeah. garden centres. This feels right. You know when, you, it, just you know when feel, it feels right, yeah. Yeah, and I just thought, I, it's like when the kids go to uni or whatever, we could be yeah. here like every day. Garden centre, yeah. Getting some bedding plants. Or maybe not There's very some few things you can't maybe get at a garden centre either because it's yeah. got a sort of a farm shop there too, you know. Fucking hell. And it even's got in in a... Um, it's pretty posh and it's got all these different like food aisles in the in the far, farm shop, so-called mm. farm shop, because listen mm. to this. It says, you know, like Italian, French, whatever, right? Mm. And then it goes American and the American one is always the best one. Right, because you want to be classy and go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go down the Turkish aisle and see if they've got any of those nice olives. Right, mm. but in fact, what you do is you go to the American aisle because it has that yellow mustard in a squeezy bottle. 
Yeah. It's got a special type of peanut butter that you don't get here, right? Fucking and hell. then it's just got loads of fucking mental American sweets, you know, like the radioactive yeah. ones, like nerds and shit like yeah. that. Like shit. the fucking mad sweets that are just chemicals. And that there's nothing else in them other than chemical waste. This- this is more fantastical than anything we're going to find in this book that we're meant to be talking about. It, honestly, mate, it's like Willy Wonka's factory. This fucking oh. garden centre is the business. I'm loath to reveal it because you might get cunters filling the place up. Yeah. But um, all I'll say for now is it's in a tiny little corner of Surrey mm-hmm. that's about a 35-minute drive from my house. And just talking about it now, I'm thinking I might see if I get a free, free couple of hours this afternoon. I might actually see if my wife wants to go there. Oh, fantastic. Sounds pretty Tell us about your garden centres, listeners, if you've got any ones that you think can match up to mine. This is one of those occasions where it's shit that we don't live closer together because then we could go off and do an episode from it, couldn't we? Well, I'm always up for that sort of stuff. I mean, one thing about our tour that I miss a little bit is the road trip element. Yeah. I did. It was quite exhausting that week, but I really enjoyed driving around the country and stopping off at random little towns yeah, or not, villages and, I've and not having been a on pipe a walk. about. I've not been on a walk anywhere since I came back. I was doing a few walks that week. It was nice. Yeah, it's just nice exploring. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I went to my brother's in the countryside at the weekend and I was hoping to get to Gloucester Services because that apparently is the other... It's the sister services of T-Bay. It is, yeah. But I didn't quite have a chance. I only had a chance to stop at uh, my what used to be my favourite before I went to T-Bay, which is Beaconsfield Services, which is much more kind of... Corporate. Greg's and all the rest yeah. of it, yeah. Um, so, you know, like little trips out, whether it's to services or garden centres, doing podcasts from there. I mean, we were once going to do a live from the Asda car park. Oh, but we I think from, you were going to be in your one and I was going to be yeah, in my one and we were going to live. From, it was just before lockdown started as well. Carpa. That was just before lockdown. Lockdown put paper on. Yeah, up. we were going to compare and contrast that. as to car parks. Because we realised that the acoustics of recording in a car are really good. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. Let's have a little look at Ripley's before this episode ends. Mm. Um, the random page generator is here to give us a page to look at. There's 245 pages in the book. It's given us 214 sum. So if we could just have a quick skim through, we'd find 214. And what does that give us? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's lots to choose from on this page. So that's good. It's one of those ones that's got lots of little entries. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm looking at there's a thing that says unbelievable tribute fan feed uh, artist Nicola, Nicoletta Bates of Southampton, Pennsylvania painted a homage to Ripley's Believe It or Not on a jean jacket no I'm not interested jean in that. jacket a the, denim I always jacket. call it denim jacket yeah yeah. But funnily enough, the other day, um, the, the, it's re- this is quite cosmos because the, the the phrase, the term jean jacket was one that I'd forgotten about completely and it came popped up the other day and I've been dwelling on it ever since because someone posted a clip online of um, the Saturday Superstore pop panel from yes. about 1986, right? <laughs> um, there was various funny... There was a, like... It might read presided over it. Sarah Green was sat there but not playing the main role. And there was like pretty much everyone they have as a guest in the studio that morning got to have a fucking say. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, I I was looking at Mike Reed and thinking from a broadcasting perspective, this is, he was quite polished because it wasn't easy to corral that many people and have them all have a fucking little something to say and still hit his time mark. And he did it. Right. Herding cats. It's fucking hard. I mean, God almighty, if I ever fucking have a studio full of people and they've all got to have a say, it just fucking invariably spirals into chaos and we have to miss the news, right? <laughs> but Reedy, in his pomp, Mike Reed in his imperial phase, Imperial right? Reed, yeah. He <laughs> was just like, I don't know, he was plugged into the fucking universe. You could just do anything. Um, anyway... They do, they were doing a communards uh, video, but I can't remember what song it was. Not not like their most famous hit. And um, Jimmy Somerville was in it doing his little dance that he does, mm. which I'm personally a big fan of. Yeah. Right. Um. And anyway, everyone there, including the kids who were on the panel, mm-hmm. absolutely fucking slaughtered it. Doctor Who was there as well, not Tom Baker, but the other one. Colin, Colin Baker. Baker. The other Baker. He was fucking large in it, right? He was a bit like, yeah, fuck yeah. it, it's shit. Hang on, did thing. you say Jimmy Somerville um, was there in the studio? No, no, thank right, God, okay. no. But he was like, yeah, I'm fucking Doctor Who. I'll say what I fucking want. And this is what I want to say about that video. It was shit. Next question, right? <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell. Colin Baker, being Doctor Who is quite a position of responsibility in British public life. You can't just start fucking running your mouth off about Somerville like that, right? They had a huge fucking puppet who I think was supposed to be a dinosaur or something from a show, maybe from Fraggle Rock. And even he got a fucking say, and he gave it a shit. He was just communicating using sign language. He couldn't talk. He gave it a shit thing. But one cunt, I can't remember who he was. He went, he went, Mike Reed was going, remember, you're rating the video, not the song. So he went, well, some guy went, to be honest, I didn't like the video at all. I mean, uh, I I mean, I could have definitely done without Jimmy Somerville's jean jacket. Right. Fucking hell. Imagine Jimmy Somerville. Right. A great artist Mm. sat at home watching this. Hey, I'm going to put on Saturday Superstar. I'm going to do my video today. They're doing my video on the pop paddle. Let's fucking see what these cunts have got to say about it, shall we now? fail. Nice little ego boost for the Somerville. Into this the is going to be great. Hey, Nate, come on. Everyone, get in the front Kids. room. Kids, gather round. Kids, <laughs> gather in. Right, Jimmy's video's on. He's got, right, get, put the fucking kettle on. 
Right, here we go. What are they going to say? What the fuck? Get the fuck. You don't like my jean jacket. <laughs> well, fuck you. Fucking Colin Baker. You're not even a fucking proper doctor, you cunt. Fucking, <laughs> fucking you, Doctor Who. You, uh, you won't last long. You're no fucking Peter Davidson, son. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even a Patrick Troughton, you cunt. <laughs> and they go, jean jacket. But what I thought was, jean jacket? Jean he jacket. means fucking denim jacket. But then I thought, Andy, no, they did say Dean jacket, jean jacket in the 80s, didn't they? Did they? They said jean jacket. That. I had a jean jacket and I called it jean jacket. And then all of a sudden, I had a denim jacket. In the 90s, you say it's a denim jacket. No. Oh. Well, you say you've never heard it, but that's twice I've heard it in one week now. That's the cosmos once for in you. a clip from the 80s and once from then. That's I'll, the don't worry, I'll send you the video of um, that pop panel later. It's really good. Okay. Um,. I'm looking at this page. There's very little on here of any worth. The best one I can see is that uh, in the movie The Wizard of Oz, the horse of a different colour. Do you remember that? It's the horse that drags them along in Emerald City. And, oh, yeah. um, and it keeps changing colour. The horse of a different colour was created by covering a white horse in coloured jello paste. Jello, of course, is American for jelly. Um, and jelly in, in America means jam. Doesn't it? It does, doesn't and it? Jam. I you think can get means... that in my garden centre. American jelly. American jelly. <laughs> my garden centre. In the American centre. section of the farm shop. Fucking hell. Christ. Um, so, yeah, they covered a white horse in coloured jello paste. The scenes had to be shot quickly because the horse kept trying to lick it off. <laughs> Mate, you shouldn't paint a horse with anything. It's really? cruel. Is it? Never paint a horse. Is that a rule? Is that a law? Can you get arrested for painting Unfortunately, a horse? Unfortunately, it's not a law, although the, the jockey club have been trying to bring it in onto yeah, the statute book the for many club. years now. Fuck the jockey club. Yeah? For many reasons. Um, have, have you got? Have you had dealings with the uh, jockey club? I don't, nah, I don't want to go into it, but I think we should start, right. we should start a campaign to uh, bring in, you know, like some kind, some, some laws sometimes get brought in because newspapers have campaigns after there's been a particularly heinous crime. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you getting... call it something like Jemima's Law. Yeah, it gets named after the victim, doesn't it? Well, we we mm. should um, start a law or start a campaign for a law to prevent people from painting horses. And we'll name it after... <laughs> we'll, we'll, name we'll it after call it Dobbins Law. Whatever that horse law. is called. I'm Dobbins looking at law. it now. I'll find oh. out what that horse was called. If it's... If it's there's a... Um, a Wikipedia page for the Wizard of Oz. Come on, where is it? What's the horse called? Ah, oh, I don't think it says. I'm picturing you and me stood outside number ten, really solemn-faced, holding up a picture of that horse. <laughs> <laughs> this horse painting. Like, this horse painting hold- must stop. <laughs> I'm holding it outside number ten, and I'm looking really angry, and you're pointing at it, just looking yeah. really sad. Like, as if to say, no, this must stop. Maybe we could draw one of those no-entry signs around the picture. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> With a line through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good campaign, that. I'm up Yeah, we that. might do that. We'll put that on the list of things um, we're going to do. It four- is a fact that I can believe. that. That's the thing oh. about this, is that when we did this in the first year, I said to you, at the end of each thing, I tried to start up a little thing where I said... Do you believe it or do you believe it not? That's right, yes. But it didn't catch on. I could tell you didn't like engaging with it, so no, I dropped I'm, I'm, it. I'm all right with it. 
But bring it back. But I. But the point is, is that the other flaw in it, despite your reluctance, as well as your reluctance, was the fact that you basically believed everything. There was yeah. no reason to disbelieve it. So the believe it or not, mate, they go, believe it or not, mate, we don't care if you don't believe it because we know it's true. Fuck you. They're sort of like, do you know what I mean? They're sort of, the title in itself is inherently confrontational, in mm. my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the that's the problem. So here, here's a fact that I do find interesting, but I there's no element of me disbelieving it. It just sounds self-evidently true. Okay. In fact, they should have called it Ripley's Interesting or Not, shouldn't they? Well, yeah. Anyway, Noisy Neighbours. Much of the Eagles album Hotel California. This is an album that I like, but I strongly suspect you wouldn't do. I'm not into the Eagles, no. Nah. Um... They're very right wing, actually. The Eagles. Well, that doesn't that's come as a surprise. Them, I mean, I, I don't know if that's the reason. There's probably many reasons you dislike the, them. The, the, the best anyway, thing to come right. out of the Eagles for me was um, "Boys of Summer" by Don Henley. Ah, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. But well, that's about it. <laughs> Such an eighties song that cause oh, he actually completely. makes reference to yeah. the Ray Bands, just, doesn't he? It, 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 yeah, it, it's. Um, um, it just looks like it sounds like Miami Vice. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not just the sound. Obviously, the sound is is uh, you know the production is very eighties, but it's like every it's the aesthetic of the song. Mm-hmm. You can picture it. It it feels like you're looking at some sort of like highly airbrushed Athena poster. Yeah, yeah. Do you it's, know what I mean? It's fantastic. Yeah, a poster of like a, a sexy lady in a bikini draped over a sort of a Ferrari yeah. on a beach, wearing Sun sunglasses drenched. and holding a cocktail. Yeah. I.e. the best sort of poster, or either um, either, either at slightly at dawn or slightly at dusk, so it's not yeah. full. full yeah, day. always a lovely sunset, a yeah. su- and then sort of a Venetian blind effect yes. over the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> lovely stuff. Anyway, much of the Eagles' album Hotel California was recorded at Criteria Studios in Miami, Florida. Oh, oh, how ironic! It wasn't even recorded in Ca- in California. Fuck off. Lamp, music Lampard I don't care where it was recorded <laughs> fucking Prince recorded some of his albums in the fucking Olympic Studios down the road which is now my media hub right okay <laughs> well what I'm saying is people go oh this wasn't recorded at Paisley Park or Minneapolis at all it was recorded in Barnes southwest London <laughs> doesn't matter mate anyway where UK heavy metal band Black Sabbath were mm. in the studio next door Sabbath, but you don't like them either. Not I don't fu- really like them. Nah, I'm not fussed. That's nah, not really my cup of tea at all. Sabbath was so loud that the Eagles' closing ballad, The Last Resort, great song, right, had to be re recorded multiple times due to noise leakage <laughs> through the studio wall. Leakage. Well, they, br- they were brummies, weren't they, Sabbath? <laughs> they were, yeah. Yeah. No! Black Sabbath. Hey, man, can you keep it down? We're just recording our closing ballad. Ah, oh, you type of dead. We're doing, we're inventing fucking heavy metal here. We, we were here first. We've been here since seven o'clock this morning. We were here yeah. last night. Just keep doing it. You, you can wait till we finish doing our music. <laughs> Your music's bloody stupid anyway. <laughs> Your bloody soppy music, yours. Oh, this is proper music for lads and fellas. Yeah, it's music to drink beer to. Your music's to drink bloody milkshakes to. 
<laughs> bloody cappuccino. Hey, bloody cappuccino music. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, while you were waiting, cowboy hats and big belts, you look bloody ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you can talk, man. You look absolutely stupid with that long, shaggy hair. Don't be talking about my hair. This is the haircuts of the future. <laughs> What's that you're wearing? It's my jean jacket. What's the matter with it? A jean jacket? Don't you mean denim jacket? No, no it's a fucking jean it's jacket. Jean it's my jacket. It's the same stuff as my jeans, so it's called jean jacket. <laughs> We invented the bloody English language. Don't come here. Right, in my backyard. Hey, man, we're in Florida. This is more my backyard than yours. Short top, shut your face for a smashing in. It's a giant jacket. Don't come at me with your facts. I'm not interested. We fought in the bloody war for you. That's not quite how the war happened, but okay. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, you turned up eventually, didn't you? Oh, 1943 or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did all the hard work. All our lads were well, dead. It, 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 at Netflix, never mind Get Back, they should do a fucking documentary about this fucking time in the early 70s <laughs> when Black Sabbath were in the studio next door to the Eagles. <laughs> what a fucking time to be alive. I loved if there was quite uh, footage of that. We should do that. <laughs> we should make that. Speaking of that, though, when you're watching Get Back, do you yeah. think they should have had cameras on us at, at our travel lodge in um, Nottingham? Possibly, in, yeah. In a Hucknall, creative process, yeah. Nottinghamshire. Yeah. Uh, and they could make play that back in well, years our only, it's only our own fault that we didn't do that ourselves. We could have just oh, set no. a camera up in the corner and just set it away. Maybe next time we'll do that. Maybe next time. Or approach a famous film director. Obviously, I've got I've got connections to Ridley Scott. I you could do. see if he was you interested. Do. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. What? Top flight? What? <laughs> no, man. Nah, it doesn't uh, sound like my sort of a project, to be honest. Thanks for the offer, like, but I'm not uh, really a podcast kind of a fella. I mean, I've got lots of stuff. I've got lots of fellas working here at the company, but to be honest, I wouldn't send any of them either. I, I could send one of the young lads, you know, the one of the young lads who's learning the trade, I'll, like. The lad who does the tape, nah, I send no. him with an iPhone. <laughs> And he can record a bit. What do you think of that? But And what, you're saying it's popular? Well, I've not heard of it. It's a kind of break. what's it about? <laughs> Is there any... Tell me this. All right, yeah, you've lost me already. Tell me this. Has it got anything to do with the future, aliens, out like that? Or the past? No? <laughs> nah, count me out. <laughs> count me out. No thanks. Thanks, thanks, but no thanks. Let's leave it at that, Sam. Now, please, never call me again. I don't know how you got this number. If you got it from your brother, I'm going to fire him. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, God, now it rings a bell. Is this the podcast that talked about the hand dryer in my bug? <laughs> fucking is, isn't it? You cheeky bastards. That's fucking private business, that. My fucking hand dryers. They're hand dryers in my fucking offices. Why have you even been in my office? And now you want us no, to make a fight for you? No, that's business. Fuck off. I could have sold you for that if I weren't too busy making the house of Gucci. <laughs> yeah, I was tied up with house of Gucci at the time, but if not, I would have had my lawyer straight on that situation. <laughs> but unfortunately, it happened over a year ago, so the lawyers can't do out now. You got lucky that time, but you won't the next time because I'm watching you now, you cunt. <laughs>
God, we're just fucking stalled at every turn, aren't we, Sam? Everything we try to do, someone gets in our fucking way. Um, oh, right, no. we'll leave it there. Rid- whether it's Ridley Scott, the Jockey Club, fucking whoever it fucking is, they're all conspiring against fucking us, the government. Ridley's, believe it or not. Uh, we'll leave it there. <laughs> I just quickly, right, I was telling my brother this at the weekend. Um, on Six Music, they do... Miranda Sawyer's got a really great show right? Um, called um, Sound and Vision, where right. she speaks to filmmakers about music. Okay. And it's very, very focused. She doesn't go off fucking piece and, like, actually, let's just do an interview, which would be the instinct of most people. She keeps it really tight, which makes it really fascinating, you yeah. know, the uh, uh, great, really esteemed filmmakers talking about how they use music in their films and what an influence it has on their, you know, aesthetic and yeah. vision. And uh, she had lots of good people, but the other week she had Ridley Scott, and I thought, fucking hell, this is a real coup, right? Mm-hmm. This must be the biggest person she had on. And anyway, I haven't listened to it back yet. I intend to, but the trailer was great because I thought oh, it's quite weird because um, Miranda Sawyer's got quite a friendly, warm way of interviewing, mm-hmm. right? And the interviews are very often very chatty, conversational, funny. Now, I've interviewed Ridley Scott, right? And uh, as interesting and impressive as he is, warmth, conversational kind of chattiness is not really his thing. (laughs) Right. He is a serious man at all times, right? Yeah. A serious professional. A serious figure, yeah. And he is also very... How can I put this? Macho. He's he's sort of like he's a tough guy, right? He's yeah. a you know he's he's, he's of that generation. He's where from South being, Shields. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a tough guy from South Shields, right? And he likes to remind you of that in most of his answers. It, I mean, it's not too far from the truth. Our parody of him, it will be like. So, uh, how do you choose your aesthetic? Your est what? You're what? What you mean how things look like? Well, why don't you fucking say it then, you twat? I don't give a shit how things look. I give a shit how much they weigh. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a bit like that. Uh, anyway, I thought this would be really interesting because I love Miranda Sawyer and her interviewing technique. I love the show. And I also love Ridley Scott, but the, the things just didn't seem to mix. And on the trailer, she goes, this week I speak to the incredible... Ridley Scott about how he uses music in his films and then you know it plays a little clip of the interview and the yeah. line it played was this I use music like a weapon <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought to myself I was just getting out of sound when he said that I just thought of course that's what he said of course he says he uses music <laughs> a like weapon. a weapon there was no other thing that he could possibly <laughs> say about music right then He's just obviously someone's made him do it. It's part of the publicity round for Elsa Gucci, and he's gone. Right then, right. What's this about? Music, music and films. Fine. All right. Come on then. Music. I use it as a weapon. Simple as that. Imagine, imagine a song like a machine gun. That and imagine that I am a super soldier firing that machine gun at Nazis. That's all you need to know. Next question. <laughs> There'll be other interviews that he does or podcasts with uh, people about various aspects of filmmaking, like, and he'll talk about costume design as being a weapon, yeah. special yeah. effects as being a weapon. Nah. It's all a weapon. I use, cl- I use clothes like a weapon. <laughs> you, you can use clothes as a weapon. I've got a jean jacket that I strangled a man with <laughs> once. <laughs> you can roll it up, tie the sleeves together and beat someone to death with it. 
<laughs> they call man- it a South Shields brick. If you manage to get the studs on the outside lined up nicely and butter the fuck out of someone with it. <laughs> Miranda saw it's like, but what if it's not a studded jean jacket? What are what you, you talking mean? about? All jean jackets have studs on them, don't they? <laughs> you can't have a jean jacket with no studs. <laughs> You're fucking up your rocker. <laughs> You're not right in the head, girl. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you just standing in? What when's the man back? <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong, I've got no problem with lasses. You know, having their own jobs like don't forget I made that Thelma and Louise. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what happened to them? They had to drive a fucking car off a cliff. I killed because them. Because they created too much fuss and bother, hadn't they? They got too many ideas in their head and they ended up driving off a cliff. And I tell you now. That's what's going to happen to you. Next question. <laughs> and the overriding message in that film was, women, know your place. Know your place, because if not, you'll end up dead. Jenny jacket, jean jacket with no studs. Oh, nearly Is this the BBC? Fuck me. It's gone downhill since I worked as a set designer on Zedcast. <laughs> Which, which he did. That was his Brilliant. first job. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, man. Right. We'll end it there. Um, we'll be back with more Ripley's. We'll try and attempt more than two entries from the book next week <laughs> as Christmas approaches. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.